In the words of the great KRS-One, rap is something you do, hip-hop is something you live, and Freedom Felons is hip-hop, not just hip-hop, they're your urban culture go-to clothing line, everything from guys apparels, women apparels, freedomfelons.com is the only place to go to get your flyest gear, check them out, any sizes, any colors, custom order, made specially for you for the urban culture, wake the flock of Donnet. Is proud to announce Freedom Felons, brand new sponsor. Go check them out, freedomfelons.com. When it comes to entertainment in Los Angeles, one production company has it on lock. Young Baca Productions. From a bi-monthly show at the airliner in Los Angeles, to the many shows, to the B-Side Forum, to the State of Battle Rap on the B-SideChannel.com, Young Baca Productions are putting together the dopest entertainment in Los Angeles, California, and beyond. Check them out on Wait the Flock Up Send You, YoungBacaProductions.com. Lock up with concept seven one four. We got a full house, and I love it. We got yes. we got. I got genuine, authentic family in the house. I got my beautiful wife. Hey, I got my two little ones. I got my 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 not so little one and my little baby one over there just kicking it. Uh, we have uh, a massive amount of people here today, which is the I love it. I love having family around, especially for the hip hop type of events. You know what I mean? Yeah. Here at uh, formerly known as Distorted Truth, when do you think we'll be able to stop saying formerly known? Like a couple of m- month or two, right? On the line. You know what? It all started with Distorted Truth. Yeah. We have changed locations. Uh, not locations. Yeah. The yeah. name. Yeah, the name. Yeah. Uh, to King's Corner. King's Corner. King's Corner. Still as dope, still as hip hop oriented and focused, which is what which I love, and and uh, we'll, we'll get we can get into it a little bit more in the episode, but uh, yeah, so it's uh, distor- formerly known as the Story Truth King's Corner again, ten twenty North Batavia Street, uh, beautiful Orange, California, yes, a dope sir. venue, and uh, come here for all your T shirt uh, design needs and flyers, all that stuff. This is the place to hook you up. Um, Come get it. Awake to flock of .net. Check out episodes like this one. Episodes like Rock Off of Science. Uh, Rock R.A. the Rugged Man. You, you. Um, who else? We got Demrick, uh, Abstract Rude, DJ Revolution, Planet Asia. Zone. We just on and on and on. The list goes on. Check us out. We're really proud of every single artist we've gotten. And, uh, um, I feel we're at a level now where, uh, people expect a certain quality of artists. And I feel comfortable delivering that comfortable delivering that uh so i'm happy that the way things are going and there's nothing but bright future uh, a bright future you know down the line i'm happy with it tonight i'm very excited to sit down with our guest who is a filling guest you were filling in for somebody else but i think it worked out better this way because 
I think we need this kind of knowledge, especially from this element of hip hop. I've been Wait, telling you for how long yeah, to do yeah, this yeah, already. Yeah, for reals, for reals. Uh, I feel the DJs, as much as there are some that are it's super stats, like, like you, like your house DJs and your Vegas DJs, like those DJs, right? Mm-hmm. Quote unquote DJs, right? There's, for that, there's still not a, like a, like a actual voice of a DJ explaining the experiences explaining the the way it is so when we have like dj zoe or somebody here like what is it like or what's the worst standing up uh fucking you know it it gives us an insight to that but you come with history okay so without further ado dj havoc is sitting here with us now where do we know dj havoc from around the corner yeah uh, <laughs> off the five off ramp. Off the um, five off ramp. Yeah, usually uh, um, Gary supplies me with oranges and apples all day, and uh, yeah, you know, and we throw them at each other. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> sometimes, some, sometimes yeah. tomatoes, green, red, orange. Yeah, they have no. orange tomatoes. Yellow. <laughs> okay. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, I guess crew affiliations, uh, beat junkies, yeah. Mighty Zulu Kings, yeah, yeah, Universal Zulu Nation. Um. Jimmy Hendrix. Um, I'm affiliated with Isolated Wax. Uh, you know, they're my fam up in San Jose Bay Area. And, uh, you know, just around the way, I guess. You see how, how casual it is? Just the B Junkies. Yeah, B Junkies. You know, okay. Just whatever. It is what it is. I mean, <laughs> how did it start for DJ Havoc? Where are we from? I want to eat the scoop. So uh, let's start with this. Uh, make it easy. Go to the uh, uh, what nationality did you have? I am the nation of Zulu, mm. but my ethnicity. Okay, am, no, okay, I'm with that. I am no, I'm with it. Um, actually, I am Japanese uh-huh. uh, with you know some mixed of a little bit of Hawaiian local style. Yeah. You know, um, my dad raised us. He kind of liked us to have. You know his cult, more of his culture, because he was basically born and raised in Hawaii. Yeah. So you know, I do we eat spam? I used to. Used to. I used to eat spam. I used to love spam. I still think about it, but I do not, because I do not eat pork. I haven't had pork since '91. And and I've known him for quite a while, and yeah. I learned that today. Yeah. Well, just right now. No, earlier. Earlier. Today. Today. Yeah. Why did you offer him like a like a fucking uh, carnitas burrito? And he's like, oh, bro. No, we were what were we were talking. We were sitting down. We we're talking about dinner. barbecue or something. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So no ribs. None. Oh, damn. Okay. But hey, hey, we'll still order them and I'll eat them for yeah, you. Okay. Exactly. I mean, you know the the. The tripped out thing, you know, I mean, this is really has nothing to do with any of this conversation, I don't think. But the, the, the tripped out thing is, and, and I'm just going to bust myself out on this. And I know a lot of people are going to find this hella weird. Yeah. I've never eaten pork chops, even before I stopped. And I've never had macaroni and cheese. Okay, so the macaroni and cheese is that? Isn't that a Hawaiian delicacy? I know. Nope, nope, it is not. No, 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 no. They have, I mean, they eat mac salad, but not macaroni and cheese. Yeah, mac salad is, is, yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, now, now the pork chops are with it because I don't eat pork either. Like, if the only pork I eat is like bacon, and that's like on breakfast. Right, the worst. Well, I'm saying, well, it's no, because it's like two strips, bro. It's not a chop. Or it's not like a leg or a snout. Or, like, I don't eat... Uh, pork grosses me out. Just you don't like, like eat a hoof? No. Uh, uh, pig's what feet? What about pig knuckles? <laughs> you don't like menudo? <laughs> Dude, I, menudo's not pork. Is it menudo? It's like skin. Pork skin. It, no, and, it's and, and, and cow stuff. stomach. It's cow. 
That's true. Okay, I'll let you think that. Oh, no. Oh, you're only half Mexican then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I don't really eat swine, bro. Like, I'm out with it. I don't like it. I don't dig it, right? Um, so, uh, well, well, see, you threw me off with your menudo. Now I can't stop thinking about it. Oh, you know how many hungry? times I ate menudo? <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is delicious. No, I'm a pozole guy over menudo anyway. All day. All okay. day, right? All day. Because yeah. a little, little uh, chicken. And, mm. <laughs> Anywho. Oh. So you don't eat, you don't eat pork. No. Okay, but the mac and cheese though that's questionable. You know. Yeah, that. I've never had mac. Is and it cheese. now at this point you're, it's kind of like your thing now, right? Like you're like, oh no, I don't eat. You never. I've never had it. I've never wanted it. I just it doesn't. You're missing out on so much. <laughs> I'm, I'm cool with that. I don't need You've no never more. like been out and been like, oh, let me get some uh, mac, mac, mac and some mac and cheese. No, you just don't. Nope. Okay. Are you? Are you? Are you? Will you? Will you not have it ever? Nope. Or? I just don't want it. It's not something that's on my, you know, it's not on my, oh, man, I got to try that. You know, yeah. oh, man, you yeah. know, nah, I'm good. Okay. I mean, I'm, you know, 20 years old and I still haven't had it. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about this because you and me were like, dude, you like before you're like, guess how old I am. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I know with, with, with Asians and blacks, it's really hard to tell because black don't crack. But uh, a- Asians don't be aging. Yeah. You know, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to, that's what I'm going to make it now. Asian, Asians don't be aging. That's 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 my black soul. That's kind of racist. Is it? I mean, because mm. <laughs> the only way you know when what what, what whether they're super it's when they're old. Like, yeah. Well, you don't know black people. It's a, oh, it's, oh damn, like, this dude's old now. Like you know what I'm saying? And Asians the same thing. Yeah. yeah. I, I no, I agree with that. I agree. <laughs> You're with definitely. It. Hell yeah. Okay. Uh, but let's start from the beginning. So from Jack- the beginning, like saying dips is on the. Uh, the, the other voice you hear is is uh, DJ Dips, who is yep, uh, owner yep. of the location where we're at, and he's been nothing but courteous and very welcoming to us um, since the start. I think he, I don't want to put any words in your mouth, but I think he, he sees it, he recognizes the potential that the show has. Not just that, but I, uh, I definitely see everything for the bigger picture. The one thing that, that I'm big on is knowledge, and you can't get mad at somebody uh, I want to say these new age artists um, if they ain't being taught like I know you had a guest on not too long ago who was speaking about um, you know he don't like all this you know, oh, oh, man, what was the dude's name he was talking about he didn't want to know who Tupac was he didn't want to know about any of his history he just wanted to know about what was now mm-hmm. but that kind of defeats hip hop, and and I feel this show has has a lot to do with it, you know. Um, and I think that's why me and Havoc have have grown so close as friends, dude, is because we share the same passion. I'm not saying a lot of people don't, but when it comes down to it, I could sit here and talk to this dude about this and that, and I get amazed every time I talk to him because shit, I didn't know that. Shit, I didn't know that. And then I say, you know what, Havoc, screw you. And he goes, why? I said, because I didn't know that either. Because <laughs> you, you, we fancy ourselves as hip-hop connoisseurs. We're like, hey, man. Yeah. We, we hold a certain standard in the scene and her certain standard with yourself and with your people. And you, you, you like to think of yourself as a very knowledgeable hip-hop person. Until but then you when, meet somebody like you, Havoc. Until you meet someone that's like all really knowledgeable and like they're just throwing these names at you. are pretending you're like... Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. you know everything. Duh, who, do, who doesn't know that, bro? Who doesn't? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, when you sat behind Jesus in high school, I mean, uh, right? <laughs> you, you must know everything. Nah. When he signed your yearbook, you know. Yeah, when he signed your yearbook, I was just 
Peace. Good luck. <laughs> nah, I kicked him out of our rap group. You saw. see? Oh, you see that? But he was sick with the flows, right? He had the, he had the he, no, no, no. Nah, he he, he nah. had no skills, man. You know. I just think because they didn't have long hair and yeah. he did. Yeah. Oh, that. <laughs> but he was ill on the beatbox. He was. I, I heard. I heard that. Don't lie. Nah, no? nah, nah. He he was. You know what he honestly? He what he was really good at um, was what? harmonics because he would like you know put glasses and he would do the little rub thing and, <laughs> and turn know, it into wine and you all got into, drunk the lost, got that's what i'm saying the lost element of he was like, it's like and it wine. Into wine there it's you like, go yo what's oh, up oh this is the dude right here yeah that's this why you the... kept him around i was like yo <laughs> you make some kool-aid too because i don't drink liquor either so Kool-Aid he's like no cool. i don't do kool-aid all right i only got i only know how to do it into wine bro like right, exactly. i can't do it in here there you go can i get some purple <laughs> Right, dang. Hey, you know they said Jesus was a carpenter. Right? Yeah. Do you think he was a good carpenter? Cause he was a busy dude, right? You like, think he wore carpenter pants? No, nah, no. I'm just saying, like, do you think Jesus had like made like shelves for people or like? Did he like build their house? Like French doors? Like who? who you would you imagine that between like him being like 30 and like even after he died, you were able to say Jesus made those shelves. Like that, bro. You know who made that table? Jesus. You, someone somewhere. You, <laughs> this is Jesus made. So exactly, someone somewhere was able to say Jesus made that for me. You see, <laughs> see, we talk about religion. I was going to take this in a whole nother route. Oh, that's, that's between me and Dibs, and you know, oh, I'll, I'll bring man. it up to him later oh, on. Oh <laughs> man, I don't even know what this is about. Oh snap! <laughs> so havoc. Yes, sir. Uh, Japanese and Hawaiian. Oh, yep, yep. When uh, did this? Uh, when did hip hop call you? When did you get there? It's funny. Um, actually, I remember my cousin, one of my cousins. He he's older. He bought uh, Rapper's Delight, mm-hmm. you know, and he had a stereo system. And like me and my other cousin, his bro, you know, his little brother, we snuck into his room one time and we put Rapper's Delight on, and like we started scratching on his belt drive turntable. It was like a Gemini. Nah, this is it was you know, oh, well, like the pioneer the pioneer days and stuff like that. It was a whole stereo system. You had a little rabbit running in a circle to make it go around. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it wasn't a rabbit. It was a, a, a hedgehog. Hedgehog. <laughs> Cause we had seventy eight. So you see? um I wasn't even born yet. Yeah. <laughs> what? I don't know. No, but um yeah, no, it was you know, when rappers alike came out, we you know, we snuck in the room and we're like, yeah, I wanna I wanna try that scratching stuff. So me and my cousin were scratching on his record, you know, trying to be quiet about stuff. And it was a belt drive, and the belt came off. Mm. And we're like, oh, no. We thought we broke it. Yeah. And then, so we turned it off and ran out. We're like, oh, we didn't touch it. Yeah. Unfortunately, we forgot to take the record off of the platter. Uh-huh. So when he came home, he was all mad. He's all like, bad. get over here. What'd you guys do? You know, and then he ended up socking my cousin. Oh, I don't know. He did it. (laughs) (laughs) I remember when my mom had, and this was really impressive at the time, right? It had had the record player on the top, Mm -hmm. and then at at the bottom it had two cassette players. Yep. And then at the bottom it had a radio. Yeah. The components. Dude, I would would get like Vicente Fernandez, whatever it was or something, and ruin the disc. Because I I didn't know, but I was getting a... And it's like, you know, bookies or something off the wall. And it would be It would just be terrible for the album too. And in her mind, like like she caught me doing it one time. She got like super mad at me. 
She breaks the needle off so that I won't break it. I guess her idea was like, what are you doing? And she, Nah, I'm gonna break it before you. Do. These That's, aren't removable. These aren't like my my mom. Like when I got this is you know jumping to the future. Yeah. When I was in school, my mom used to take just the stylus. Like for those who don't know, you know turntable needles are broken up into head shell, the cartridge, and then the little part that actually plays on the record is the stylus. So. When you know my mom knew when finals and all that stuff was coming around, oh, and for in order for her to make me study, I wouldn't study. She would take just the stylus, and she would leave everything else. So she didn't. Not only did she make you study, but she tortured. She you tortured the hell out of me because she knew that I couldn't do anything, and I was. I mean, I was. When I was in high school, I was a devoted DJ. I didn't do anything but practice. You know. Um, okay, so let's go back. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, rappers delight is mm-hmm. what sparked your interest. It sparked my interest. Okay, yep. and and when did uh when did the, the, the you decide that DJing was the way to go for you? I, I used to get into a little bit of trouble. I'm not gonna lie. You know, got involved. You know, used to do some bad stuff when I was younger. And uh, actually, at a house party, somebody played uh, Jive Rhythm Tracks by Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. And like, I heard, I heard him cutting up Jive Rhythm Tracks, and I was like, "Wow, that's crazy! I want to learn that." You know, and then like after I went looking for that record to hear that song again, I found it, and it also had live live at Union Square, and I heard that, and I was like, "Oh my freaking goodness! I need to learn how to do this." And one of the homies, you know, he was a DJ, and he's like, "Yo, you know, I'll show you how. I'll show you some stuff." So I was like, oh, hell yeah, let's do this. So, the, you know, this was back in like 89. And uh, no, nah, this was maybe around 86, mm-hmm. you know. So that's when I started messing around, you know, trying to figure things out. Um, and then, you know, my aunt gave me her Sansui turntable. And I had a Sony stereo system, which had a belt drive, two tapes, and a uh, radio all in one little component and then uh and it also had an auxiliary so you know that's how i kind of started and i figured you know i found you know going through all these catalogs like you know back then i don't know, you know for those people who are around during this time you know we had best and fred rated and all these other places and i found these little uh amps that you plug in the turntable and it turns it into a line so I was able to turn, plug that turntable into the Sony stereo where it had an auxiliary. So that's kind of how I got to mess around with like doing little tricks, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, you know. Yeah. You got your initial practice. Yeah, off practicing. Of those so ones. it was in '86, you know, just doing little stupid things, faking it, you know, trying to sound cool, know what I'm doing, and then uh, in like '92. 92, I bought a pair of used Techni 1200s with my partner, and that just sparked it. What do you think it was? Why don't you think it was MC or Graph? Um, What was it that DJ uh, specifically called to you? I have no artistic skill when it comes to drawing. Uh I suck. 
I can't even draw stick figures straight. Yeah. You know, I you know you do the line and like I can't even put so the legs. That yeah, it looked just it just looked booty. Okay. So I was like, nah, I'm cool with that. You know, um, emceeing. I just I'm not a real talkative person. You know, I mean I always tell people you know, and I I say it with no problem. There's two things I can talk about is dogs and hip hop. Yep. <laughs> go on. Exactly what he told me. I, I can go on forever about those two topics. You know, but other than that, you know, I, I you know, people, there's a lot of people who, who are like, you know, you're in a crowded, a crowded room or at a table with a bunch of people and no one's talking. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people will start being like, who's going to talk? Who's going to say something? You know, me, I don't care. I'll just sit there all day and not talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just the kind of person I am. So... So th- it was obvious that, that those were those weren't calling to you in any way, shape, or form. No. I'm, I'm sure you appreciated the graph. Oh yeah, no, totally. You, and you have a, I came and seen you're like, oh, that's tough. But to you, that your heart went directly here. To mute. Well, I've always liked music. Um, and, and as far as the you know graffiti graffiti goes, I've always been a fan. You know, because um, growing up, you know, in Cerritos, you know, I had a lot of cool friends. You know, and I knew a lot of people and you know we saw it around the city you know we had like you know one of the top crews to me was nasa this crew called nasa uh which based you know one of their acronyms was no art survives ass no art survives after or like nasty artist strikes again or you know stuff like that and you know they were uh, you know you'd see them everywhere in the city you know and they they broke off and became big in their own rights right you know and then also of course you know all respect due to dcv the homie Firo, dove you know uh, yeah you know just the whole nine you know and then seeing all that and you know i remember seeing like the slick and hex battle on uh tv i think it was ion la or something like that back in the day mm-hmm. they actually you know filmed it it was on tv you know went you know always went to go check out belmont tunnel and you know just all of that i've, I've always liked it but i just never was able to do it mm-hmm. so when uh when the tables called to you you knew this is my ticket this is it for me i did i i, I really felt it you know for me because it was like like i said i wasn't i didn't socialize i didn't care to socialize you know um when i was in junior high school high school you know while all my friends were out there socializing and playing and you know doing what they're supposed to do at that age like i was at home practicing i i literally would practice about 14 hours a day you know i'd wake up practice go to school come home practice maybe go out to eat when dinner time came around then i'd go back and practice Mm -hmm. till like two three o'clock in the morning that's why now you know I don't sleep. I sleep maybe four hours and I'm done. I don't. So you were attached to the tables as much as possible. I was always, and you know, even back, you know, even further on, like you know, when after I turned 21 and was able to go to clubs, you know, uh, my boy DJ Icy Ice, so uh, you know, Legend Entertainment, B Junkies, Power 106, you know, uh, his crew back then was called legend oh actually they still are they're legend entertainment Mm -hmm. and uh they used to throw big clubs and like i used to go i would always go to support but i was always that fool like literally walking around with a backpack Mm -hmm. full 
full of mixtapes. Yeah. You know, headphones on and mixtapes that you made? No, no, no. These were mixtapes from everywhere. Okay. Like, just like you know, like um, Mixmaster Mike's mixtapes. You know, got some from the X Men, X Men, X Men. Yeah. Not the Executioners, X Men. Uh-huh. Um, you know, just like some Red Alert mixes that my boys from New York would send. Um, you know, just like old school, you know, Dr. Dre mixtapes that you know we used to go to Compton Swap Meet and pick up. Mm-hmm. Just you know, just anything I can find that was a mix, so I can listen to it and study it, and you know, just. And you were interested in the mixing, the I, actual no, mixing. I was, I was interested in every, every aspect of it. Everything, the the music they played, the mixing, the scratches, you know, just the whole nine. You know, and you can you can really tell the difference between, you know, I guess, a, you know, if you want to put it this way, the West Coast mixes and the East Coast mixes. Because mm-hmm. the East Coast mixes always had some guy talking over it. You know? Yeah, this is blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you know, over here it was like, yo, this is so-and-so from this crew. Here I go. Yeah. You know, and it's done. What did you, you prefer? never hear from them Were again. Were you... Did you have a preference? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, West Coast all yeah. the way for me, yeah, you okay. know? Yeah. I mean, it was just it was just a lot quieter, I guess, you know? Because I, I, I didn't care for too much talking. I wanted the skill and, you know, the vibe of the tape. More. So you get these tables and you're on them 24-7, like as much as possible. Yep. So did... Did it become? Did, was it easy? Like what, I'm not saying easy as in like, oh, you didn't have to work because you obviously worked mm-hmm. hard. But it was obvious that this was it. To me, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, uh, for me, it's like I was, I was drawn to it, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I always tell you know when I talk to people. You know, there's technicalities to scratching. You know, there's always the technical aspect of it. And for me, I was really, I always felt like the music takes over, you know? Mm. I don't care to be super technical. I'd rather be funky. You know, I want the funk of it more than the technicality. Mm. You know, where a lot of battle DJs now, you know, because technicality is definitely important, but the technicality to me in my own opinion doesn't work if you don't have the funk but don't you feel that you can't advance to the funk until you've mastered the technical stuff no you feel that you can you can because well, li- you're gifted though you're you were that that was like you you know what i'm saying yeah yeah so someone that might not have might have to try a little harder to be as good might have to go through the basics right first well that's the thing i mean there there are the basics there's the basics of everything that's why i I really i stress that a lot especially when it when it comes to like the art forms in hip-hop you know it's like here's a question for you what's up because you're getting to that and it's something that i've never known about you and it's okay so you said you went into your cousin's room right Mm -hmm. cousin Mm -hmm. and you seen that he had a vinyl and a record player. Mm-hmm. Was he a DJ? No. Or he was just somebody who, your cousin who just loved, like a lot of people do, like to collect vinyls and yeah. play them on record players. He was just somebody who liked to, you know, like music. Um, you know, he also had like uh, Bad, that group Bad, Big Audio Dynamic. Mm-hmm. You know, he had some of them, you know, just everything. And 
you know, he was just like, I would just saw it and it's like, oh, rappers are light, what? Cool. <laughs> okay, so the next thing that leads you into this um, is a, just so a lot of all y'all out there know who Havoc is. Like he said, he's from the Beat Junkies and a lot of people know the Beat Junkies as um, Scratch competition DJ. So if you notice, Havoc isn't just a regular dope DJ. But he's one of those guys that do the DMC competition that, that sits there and he's came in here into the shop and, and uh, you know, we have a full setup here and I've tried to sit and learn these scratches that they, that him and, and, and all those, you know, that type of style, the DJs. And I've never seen fingers move that fast to make the noise that they make with mm. them. Um... Speaking with Havoc is, 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 first of all, you have to be a DJ when you, well, when you're speaking that intellectual type of talk with him when it comes to DJing, because he will tell you, oh, the three finger crab slip, not backwards, rewind, switch finger. And I'm like, what? And he goes, oh, like this. Did you see that? I made that. I'm like, huh? <laughs> but then once you start, he starts explaining stuff to you, you yeah. start learning these things. You know, and I, I feel that's very important for a lot of people to know who Havoc is as an artist, mm-hmm. uh, not only as a DJ, because, you know, the DJ is one of the, the most over underrated uh, performer. And I think one of the most overused titles for oh. someone. Oh. Like, if, if, cause, so that's why, yep. it, that's why MCs and rappers, they, we like to make that distinction between, mm-hmm. oh, I'm not a rapper, bro, I'm an MC. And there's, and as much as you want to debate it, there's clear things that will separate an MC from a rapper, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the word DJ gets tossed around a lot for people that that don't that have a laptop, right? Now you're a DJ. Yep. DJ this, DJ yep. that. Uh, people that don't even use tables now they use. You know, what I'm saying like it, that's a completely different. You know, or and not and not, okay. So in your opinion, let's go to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you like tables. You're a table. You I am. Yes, I like turntables. But you're okay with Serato. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, see that that's the thing. I mean, I out of all the homies and all the DJ friends I have, I think I was one of the last ones to make that switch. Mm-hmm. I was totally against it i was like nah man you know i have vinyl i'm the vinyl you know vinyl this vinyl that i'm sticking to vinyl you know and by this time like everybody i knew was on serato they're like yo yeah man you know go ahead bringing vinyl breaking your back i'm bringing my laptop it's easy you know and then uh it's actually i was talking to jazzy J at the nam show and he was like he's like you know because he was uh, showcasing for rain and like he's like, yo, hey, what's up, brother? Da, da, da. He's like, I'm like, man, you you're doing this for them. You're you know you're you're Jazzy J. You know you're like you you were there. You originated this with for us. And he's like, brother, have you been DJing for over 13 years? Yeah. Did you carry like crates and crates of records to gigs? Yeah. Did you break your back? With sound systems, Amprax, lights, yeah, you deserve Serato. <laughs> I was like, at this point, he word. I'm like, he, cool. He said, you earned the right. Exactly. Okay, you now, earned it. But would you recommend? I'm not trying to say put words in my mouth. Would you recommend 
that if someone that really wants to come to the DJ, mm-hmm. start with tape. Yeah. Yeah, I, my opinion, yes. Okay. Yes. Start with tables and start with vinyl. You know, um, I, there there are benefits of Serato and the whole MP3 world and Wave, you know, AIFF, whatever you use. But, you know, I, I mean, I once again, you know, all, all I keep saying is I, when I talk to people, because I talk to a lot of people and you know, they all ask me questions. And, of course, I'm going to answer as much as I can. But part of DJing for me also like was not only you know the whole DJ thing but like when you start meeting more people with your like mind you know and one of the things that I always you know I always hold dear to me is the days of the beat junkies going record shopping together you know we would we would all meet up over at Rhett Maddox's house you know we would borrow his parents minivan that had a table in the back we would go to the gas station, fill up, buy water, uh, Gatorade, water was to wash your hands after, and uh, pork rinds. That you didn't eat? I, no, I ate back then. Oh, you did this, this was like 89, 90. Okay. So we're still very young. Oh, yeah. Totally. So, so okay, but, but, but before we get into that, because now I'm realizing you joined the Beat Junkies very young. Oh, no. No, we were friends. You, oh, you, you, were, you were not the Beat Junkies. This was not the Beat Junkies. Okay, so uh, you, you're developing your skills. You're breaking it down. When did you have your first accomplishment as a DJ? Ooh. Um, my first accomplishment. It, you know what? To me, I think the first one was just rocking house parties. Mm. You know, like back then, you know, it's like watching people get down to the music. And, and you know, it was music that I enjoyed to play. Right. You know, that's why I don't DJ as much as I used to now. You know, people are like, how come you don't do this? How come you don't do that? I could if I wanted to. But if I have to play music that I don't enjoy myself, it becomes a job, and I already have one of those. Mm. I don't want another one. You know, DJing is my passion. It's my love. You know, I, it saved my life. I'm going to fight for hip-hop till the day that I die. You know? I mean, it just, that's how much it means to me. It's like, I could have been dead if it weren't for hip-hop. You know? So, that's why I keep, you know, I, it's something that sticks to me. So... You know, that's why, you know, going back to your original question about, you know, if they should start on, you know, if I feel they should start on turntables. Yeah. You know, because my point of the whole camaraderie thing is, you know, you can build with people that way. You know, it's like you you have the stories, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, I found this record here with this person and I found this record here with that person. You know, what are you going to say when it's an MP3? Oh, yeah, I downloaded that in my room. End of story. You know? You know, like, I mean, like I said, for me, it's like, yeah, you know, like, we would all meet up at Rep Maddox's house. We would borrow the van, you know, go put gas, get Gatorade, pork grinds, and water. We'd drive out here, drive over there, you know, do all-day trips, you know? Even some of my, a couple of my friends, we used to uh, drive from, like, Central California all the way down to San Diego in one day just to dig at all these different record shops i think that's the beauty of hip-hop what it what it what it does to offer because very even though it's very much uh, 
it has a comp- competitive spirit to it, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's it also, all based on competitive. Very, if only the, the essence of it mm-hmm. was like, I could do this better than you can, whatever element you're in, right? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's also the essence of cruise, man. That's cruise is like, mm-hmm. dude, I might be better, you might be better, but you know what? Dude, together we can do a lot more depth. It's just like it brings this 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 brotherhood mm-hmm. to every element that it has. That's why, you know, like Wu Tang and like these other cats, the, the uh, executioners or whatever it is. It's like the, these groups, they, they you call each other's art cost to other artists. Yeah, you know, and that's one of the beautiful things about hip hop that I really like. I got to meet some of the most some of my favorite people now because of hip hop. Mm-hmm. You know, I made some of my best friends are because of hip hop and. It, it really evokes a lot of love yeah with other humans other artists other people like that you know mm-hmm. definitely I'm, 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 I, that's one of the things I love about it it, it can bring entire thousand thousand people together just cause they all think that that's dope yep or cause he, you know what I'm saying or he's dope I'm dope like it, it, it brings this beautiful thing of the you can't really describe what dope is but you know when you hear it mm-hmm. you know and yep. it's like this blind love to one certain thing exactly I mean that's why you know people they're like like, you know, uh, they say, I'm hip-hop, you know, I love hip-hop, this and that, and can they articulate why they do, you know, it's like, or how, how they know they really do, you know, for me, like, what I tell people is, I know that I love it so much, like, when I see it, I just get, like, chills, chills. you know, it, it, it's like, damn, you know, it's like, and... You know, if you see a dope graffiti piece, it's like, you know, it's like boggles my mind. I'm like, what the heck? That's so fresh. And yeah, exactly, right? And like, I mean, I remember like, um, you know, just seeing like breakers, you know, breakers and b-boys and like all this other stuff. And just like, wow, you know, even, you know, being from the West Coast, poppy, you know, I, I've always loved poppy. I used to try to pop. I sucked. I break. I tried to break. I sucked. So I went to DJ. But, um, you know, it's like now, you know, there's a there's a collective in the uh, valley called the Great One Eaters. Um, my boy Devious, uh, Rock Swift and Boogie Frantic and uh, Zulu King Hayes, they're all part of this collective from, you know, the valley called the Great One Eaters. Uh, they throw these jams and, you know, through the, through those jams, I've been lucky enough to, you know, meet and build with like some uh, street dance legends, you know, people that I remember seeing on TV and I, here I am talking to them and building with them, you know, like um, OG Jekyll, you know, he's like, you know, ridiculousness, OG, you know, his, they had a crew, him and his brother, the twins, Jekyll and Hyde, um, and also uh, Lil Coco, you know, um, he was the, you know, from like uh, Lionel Richie all night long you know he was a little kid you know the movie Breaking you know he was that little Mexican kid with the baggy pants and curl- that was little Coco that's what's up and like you know I had the chance really? to meet the one that that was does the yeah the windbreaker suit yeah the gray one over there. yeah little Coco you know so I, I've had a chance to build with him and it's like man I, I grew up watching you guys I saw I saw you guys on uh, on uh You know, it's like, uh, I think, like, hey, yo, what you doing, dude, man? Dude, you're not the, dude, you, for as much as MCs claim they're on the mic, give them a mic during the interview, dog. Oh, dude, like, I'm telling you, man, like, yeah, man. It's like, dude, the <laughs> microphone goes right here. You know this, right? Yeah. Dude, especially when we had the stands, 
Oh, yo, I'm going to put this out there. Check this out. Me and uh, uh, the hyphenate. Yeah, yeah. We are going to host a class here at King's Corner. Yeah. We're still going to set a date for all, all MCs, whether you're OG or new school or up and coming. Mm-hmm. We are going to host a how to hold a microphone <laughs> class. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. Dude, I go to iHeart, okay? Oh These goodness. are professionals. Yeah. Okay? And the mics are are they're on, on things and yeah, they're, the they're, boom they're like they're like this, right? And they have the uh, two beautiful like five thousand AKGs, bro, like beautiful microphones. Yeah. And all you hear is <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Oh okay. Yep. Dude, these are professionals. These are what they do for a living. And to this day, and, and the guy tells me that he's training me because he's, he's the producer and he goes, You're going to do it. Trust me. You just got to learn to deal with it. It's like, fuck. But see, that's what I mean. That's one of the things, you know. It's like, if you look at like the old, like, I guess, you know, you want to call them old school. But if you look at the way they hold the mics, they hold the mics like this, you know, correctly. Yeah. Under, mean, yeah. under the. Uh, the What's this part of the microphone? The crown. The diaphragm? The, yeah, the actual diaphragm. Okay, don't put your entire hand and talk into your fist. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah, they did. You know, I ain't going to lie. You know, a lot of them back in the days, they used the SM57. It's a small mic, so they kind of look, you know, they hold it like this sometimes. That's what this is. Or like, you know, like this. Yeah. This is sure. I'm sorry, but see, some of you guys can't see the... Yeah, it's like this. He's grabbing it with two fingers. Yeah. You know, I mean, with, with, the, with the with the I, I got big hands. I'm also big, bro. So like I got to uh, hold the mic like this sometimes just cuz, you know, I'm not rapping. If I'm rapping, I want the presence. Yeah, yeah, but here yeah. like I'll hold it like this. Relax. But at least it's pointed at my mouth. Yeah. It's not on my yeah, It's like it's here. People but anyways, I'm sure there's a DJ version of that, right? There has to be. Like uh okay, you now, because I do the same. Like when I watch interviews or mm-hmm. I watch them see, like right. I know, oh, he he messed up there. He could have done this. Do you get that when you watch the DJ or hear other DJs? Yeah. Are, yeah. Do you do you do you pick it up when you walk into a club now? You are, you're like, oh. Uh, well, you. I mean, the thing about the uh, uh, thing about DJing, it's 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 so attention getting. You'll know anybody will know. You know, I I, I hope everybody would know when mm-hmm. somebody you know? screws up. Well, yeah, when someone no. like train wrecks. Yeah. I you mean, know. You know what? As a DJ, I think that's where we we are just mentally aware of it. Yeah. But when you're in the club and you see all these regular people just, you know, they're like, yeah. And we're at DJ. Us as DJs, we're like, what the hell are you doing? You, you know, I, I I think we're just more. In tune to it. In tune to it. You and, recognize and, it. Yeah. I'll watch. I'll watch. And I, I, I love. There's this one dude. I love watching doing interviews because he's horrible at them. Right. He he interviewed Tarantino, and he was like, you could tell he's not a Tarantino fan. First of all, right. I love interviewing people that I'm a fan of. 
because like you when you someone interviews like you can tell like the questions are very like, like on a respectful manner right and they're really need wanting to know yeah. and a lot of the times do like i don't write anything down these are questions that I've wanted to ask Chino forever. I can't wait to ask him. But this guy was definitely like not a Tarantino fan. He was grilling him on why his movies were so violent. And Tarantino cut the cover. He's like, dude, I've answered these questions for the last 20 years. You could Google. He goes, you could Google that answer. I'm not going to give it to you. And then he yeah. and then he gets into Robert, another uh, Robert Downey Jr. on his past drug use. Oh, like, no. dude, he hasn't been a drug addict for like ten years. Right. The man is successful. He's and he's and he's promoting like Iron Man two or three. And the guys asking him about his drug use. Like, do you think that you're over a drug use? Remember when um, I saw an interview where you were an alcoholic and you were a drug right. addict, right? Do you? And it, 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 yeah. And he was like, he got up and he walked away. Robert Downey Jr. got up and walked away. I'm just saying you catch these things and I'm more like oh <laughs> right you, you just walked off the stage guys angrily angrily fuck I'm gonna find a pork chop fuck this no I think he's yeah he's gonna have a pork chop uh, so screw mac and cheese yeah, see, Mic drop, <laughs> dude. Uh, dude, I gotta get you. I'm my goal is to get you to eat mac and cheese. Nope. I'm a trick you. That's like people. That's you're like, not gonna know. That's like people it. saying I'm gonna get you to drink and smoke. Oh, you don't drink either. You don't smoke either. Nope. Nice. I'm like sober living. I've been hanging around with the beat junkies for how long, and they haven't got me to do it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, curse DJ Curse. You know, he's thank you. He's a, you know, he's the elder of the crew. Everybody yeah. loves him. You know, he's like, every we all look up to him. I mean, he's been smoking since he's like a 12-year-old or something like that. He's like 40-something now. If that guy gets me to do it, nobody's But mac and cheese, though. Mac and cheese, no. You're not even going to know you're eating mac and cheese. I'm not a cheese person. That's the thing. <laughs> you don't like cheese? I'm not oh, just Oh, my God. I, I like cheese on, like, pizza, okay. tacos, and nachos. I think that's about it. Yeah. But like on your sandwich. No, I don't like anything on my sandwich. Just give me bread and meat. What? No mayo? Oh hell to the no! No mustard, mayo. no lettuce, nope. no tomato. Nothing. Nope, none of it. It, it all just gets in the way. Just, oh. meat, just meat and bread. You're That's wasting what, uh, valuable meat space. That's just. what I'm saying. Who needs all that other stuff? Go eat a salad if you want tomatoes, lettuce, mayonnaise, and all that other junk. Yeah. Yeah, just give me bread and meat. I'm good. I'm with it. I'm with it, bro. I res- I kind of respect this. <laughs> I respect it. I'm wildly jealous that I can't do that. Like you, my mine has to have like mustard and mayo and cheese. And- I do not like mayo. That's the best. <laughs> How you feel about mustard? See, I ask the hard hitting questions here. On I I'm not a fan of mustard. On your how about hot dogs? You don't like hot. Dogs. I don't care for hot dogs. <laughs> I mean, I'll eat. That's them. un-American. I'll, I'll eat them if I have to, but yeah. burgers. I mean, nah, I'm not much of a burger person either. Jesus. Okay, your favorite food to eat? Chicken. Okay, well, there you go. Fried. Any kind. Any kind of chicken. Fried, broiled, baked, barbecued. The whole You're nine. A chicken man. Steamed. Steamed. Okay. Boiled. I'm with it. Roasted, <laughs> stuff. You're like you're like the Forrest Gump guy of chicken. <laughs> fried fried chicken fried soup. Chicken, chicken fried. sandwich. <laughs> Give me some sandwiches. chicken salad. <laughs> Let's open up our own restaurant. Like, no, chicken salad have probably had mayo in it. So no, oh, that's that. true. <laughs> 
Anyways, uh, I know we want to keep talking about chicken and shit, but we gotta get to your DJ. And I yeah, want to know. Definitely. So, uh, house parties is when you felt your you knew you were doing it right. Yes, house parties. Um, one of my one of the like I guess one of the most things that stuck in my head was uh, I did a club in Buena Park. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was called Diamond. Oh, and uh, there was you know this was back in like ninety ish. Where like you know the hip house, you know like the Vine Styler and Mr. Lee Desky, Latifah during the you know All Hail the Queen era, no 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 this was way before that, and Scheme Team was there. You know Scheme Team is you know if anyone doesn't know, they're a legendary dance crew. From LA, and uh, they were just jamming. They were they were going off on the music I was playing, and you know, I looked up to them. You know, back then, you know, Divine Styler had that song "Ain't Say Nothing," and you know, everybody in the in our scene, you know, they all looked up to either the Scheme Team or the Soul Brothers, who were Def Jeff's dancers. So seeing the Scheme Team dance to my DJ was like. Can you consider that your most memorable moment from the time you picked up that record and scratched in your cousin's room till present day? Is that the number one thing that you can sit there and say, no. hey, that's when I made it? No. Well, I mean, that, that definitely was one of my highlights because, you know, like I said, I looked up to them. Um, I've been lucky enough to have a whole lot of, you know, in my eyes, a whole lot of number ones. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, every time I get to DJ with somebody, you know, it's always fun for me. So I'm like, wow, that's cool, you know. Um, You know, I mean, I I can go on and, you know, drop all the, oh, yeah, I DJ with this person, I DJ with that person. You know, yeah, whatever. Okay, cool. So did a lot of other people. Makes no difference. Um, But for me... So the things that are memorable is something that I had fun at. So uh, I hear the art is one of your favorite dance because historic that is that vibing to your stuff and is that mm-hmm. uh, at the beauty part of uh, like have like um, making it like you, you can, I say I made it right is that you can continue going and then there'll be another moment that'll remind you mm-hmm. that I've made it right. So like uh, personally with me like when I'll sit with someone like oh rock dope yeah DJ Revolution oh. Fuck, I made it. Right, right. Ari the Rugged Man. Oh, dude. Like, it's just a reminder that you're you're going in the right direction and things are going the way they're supposed to be going. So it's a reminder of you making it. Mm-hmm. You made it. You mm-hmm. made it, right? What would you... But when did when when did uh, the Beat Junkies come in? The Beat Junkies, um, they were like... They started forming, I guess you could say, in like 95. But you're here in Orange County. No. You were in LA. You're in LA. Okay. Well, see, that's the thing. That's the main... The Predominantly, most of the Beat Junkies... Yeah, I guess I you know, safe to say. Predominantly most of the B junkies are from Cerritos. 
Here in Orange County. LA County. Wait. Cerritos. No. Cerritos. Yes. Cerritos is down the street. Cerritos. 213 area code. They were 213, then they were 310, and then they were 562. Cerritos part of LA County. But we get pushed into Orange County. That's why people think that Cerritos is Orange County. I know. Cerritos is. I, I yeah. never knew that. Cerritos was originally. The area code was 213. Yeah. Then 310 Shit. and then 560. I've always considered Cerritos just Orange County. Yeah. The Orange County. Exactly. Okay. And? So that's why, you know. Um, yeah, sorry, where are we going? They're, they're, they're <laughs> mostly from Cerritos. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, you know, we're mostly from Cerritos. So uh-huh. And was, you were, that's where you grew up? That's Yeah, that's where I grew up, you know. Um, Gar. <laughs> yep. You know, and then, like, um. You know, like, coming up in the scene, you know, back then it was, like, you know, Asian-Filipino scene. And, you know, like, for me, my big influences were DJ Curse, DJ Ripmatic, Icy Ice. You know, those are, like, the three names that, you know, I've always heard and, you know, listened to the scratch. Oh, and DJ Kid Curse, who is no longer too much DJing, but he still does things now and then. Um, but those were, those are the guys that I grew up listening to mostly their mixes and hearing them scratch and play tricks. So. But uh, it wasn't the beat jumps. No, no. Everybody, just like a lot of other groups, you know, everybody started with mobiles. We all started with mobile DJing. Um, every, I mean, Qbert, Shortcut, Mixmaster Mike, Apollo, Red, Curse, Melody, um, Icy Ice. Everybody all started from mobile DJs. That's why I was saying, you know, when I talked to Jazzy J, when he was saying, oh yeah, you know, DJ Carry crates, you know, speakers. Because back then we didn't have powered speakers. We had to bring amp racks. We had to bring, you know, crossovers, limiters, you know, the whole nine. And we had to learn how to connect it. You know, we learned how to fix speakers. We learned how to build speakers. We learned how to, I learned how to fix my own mixers and turntables. You know, that's, that's it was one a of requirement the because that they were your tools of that trade, mm-hmm. and you need to make sure your tools are up to point because for, yeah. for whatever may happen. Because like again, when it's easy, when it's an MP3, because you can turn on, on, turn off your computer, and there you go. Yeah, here exactly. it's like, oh, you don't know. <laughs> what were your parents saying at this point? Because you're doing, you're you're going on, you're going on on your Rocky house parties. You're yeah. doing. What were your parents saying at the whole time? My parents, my my mom, up to this day, and be it, I'm forty something, has no idea what she. You're doing. No, <laughs> she was all. She's always, you know, she very overprotective, you know, parents. You know, um, like I said, I'm 40 some years old, and even now, like when I drive up north, she's like, "Call me halfway. Call me when you get there." Make sure, you know, it's like, "Yeah, yeah, sure, no problem." How come you didn't call me halfway? I forgot. <laughs> Sounds like somebody I know. You know, but that's the way it is. You know, I mean, because you know, I, I was the black sheep of the family. Yeah. You know, it's like both of my brothers, my older and my younger brother. They did good in school. You know, they were the honor roll. They were this, they were that. Um, I was talking to Dips' son and somebody else. I forgot who. But anyway, don't do what I did, kids, wherever you are. Um, okay, good. What did you do? So when I was in school, I was the kid that was like in sixth grade. Um, I would. People would pay me to do their homework. Um the reason why they paid me was because I had teacher editions of all the books. So I had all the answers. 
and I would charge them for like, you know, maybe like five bucks or so to do homework. And you, you know. won't disclose how you got the teacher. I'm not gonna do that. And you know, wow. He, he back, found them outside back the back, trash can. You know, and back then, you know, the tests were from the book. You know, teachers didn't make them up. All the answers were in the book yeah. and there. So slang those things. Like, yeah, you know, give me X amount of dollars, I'll give you the answer to the test. Dude, you know, um, I was. This was like fifth grade. You know, um, book reports. Book reports were based on how many pages you read. You know, I had I had this little formula that I did for reading books. So I read Gone with the Wind in less than 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Basically, I read the back of the book and read maybe the first sentence of each paragraph. Because, you know, they always say when you write a when you write a paper, the first sentence is supposed to tell you what the whole paragraph's about. Right. So you read the first sentence. It tells you what the paragraph's going to be about. That is very clever for for somebody (laughs) in fifth grade to figure that out. I was I was a sneaky kid, you know, even like poems like, you know, we had a one time we had to write a poem and uh, I basically copyrighted. I need love. (laughs) That was my poem for the class. Yeah. Nobody really knew because, you know, back then I went to a school where, you know, a lot of people didn't listen to, you know, rap. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine that poem? (laughs) You know, it's like, I need love. Right, exactly, right, you know? Hey, but you know, I got an A on the on the on the poem, so that's what's up. The teacher yeah. fell in love with you. I know, right? <laughs> I was like, so sweet. <laughs> Sometimes when I'm alone in my room, I stare at the, I wall, stare at the wall, and in the back of my mind, I, I hear my, my conscience, conscience call. <laughs> oh my God, he's Sorry, so LL. great. <laughs> he is. Little Keith, you're so funny. I know, right? Oh, that's what's up. I won't even, you know, I won't even bring up selling blow pops. So oh, that's besides the point. Entrepreneur, for yeah, sure. That's yeah. what's up. So what it was is that, okay, because I, and I think it's an, an artistic thing that. And I got caught. That's why the my scholastic, parents are The scholastic thing, <laughs> it doesn't really take your attention to it. No. But the artistic side, the, the artistic side of. Selling the pops, you know what I'm saying, and knowing breaking down. Okay, the first sentence is read the back. Like that takes a certain type of intelligence to figure that out. <laughs> but it is it's a sign of intelligence. Like if if, if they were like really looking out for you, they would be like, "How did you get this down?" And like, oh, holy shit, kid, that's yeah. amazing. Like at your he's age, Jedi. you figure this out. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's a Jedi. <laughs> so your mom was really overprotective because you were kind of like, yeah, hey, okay. she. I mean, I got caught doing a few things. You what know? about pops? What pops say? Nah, my pops was you know he's from Hawaii. He's like, yeah, go. Your mom will talk to you already. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, do you notice when he starts talking about his dad or Hawaii? He, he well, yeah, say, he, Hawaii. He, he, he dropped Hawaii. the Hawaii. Really? Hawaii. Yeah. That's oh, like Mexico. Me. Yeah. Mexico. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mexico. Yeah. Mexico. You get all crazy and chill. Yeah. Mexico. Challenge. That's you know? slang. <laughs> See, this is what we do all day. Yeah. yeah. That's yep. what's up. That's what's up. So mom was, was with, but she was with it. She, she. She okayed it of me selling DJ. No, the oh. not you slagging blow up. No. <laughs> Talk about the, when the DJ came in. When the DJ came in, she she didn't not like it. So it was, it was basically like I'm like glad it, you're like staying out of trouble. Yeah, doing exactly, worst. Exactly. And this is kind of turn down the music or I'm gonna break your neck type of thing. Okay, but no, yeah. she she yeah. yeah. That's the kind of stuff you get. Yeah, they, yeah. But then you put the headphones on. Right? Yeah, exactly. Mm, it ain't it's the same, though. It's not the same. But, I mean, one thing, you know, I, I admit one time I got in trouble because uh, I did something really, really stupid. And, you know, I was young and I was bored and no one was home but me. Sure. So, um, 
<laughs> I had a back then, you know, this was during the DJ sound system days. I had a I had a four dual eighteen sonic speakers and four fifteen inch dual sonic speakers. Mm-hmm. And I set them all up in my room. Holy <laughs> shit. And I played MC Shy D really loud, which is, you know, of course, Miami bass. And <laughs> Everlasting the, bass. The 808, mm. the 808 just rumbled the house and like things fell off the shelf and broke. And I was like, I came out of my room. I looked around. I was like, oh, shit, I'm in trouble. <laughs> what was your excuse? Earthquake. I got Earth- Mom, there was an earthquake in this vicinity. Just, yeah, it yeah. has to it has to originate somewhere. There's a fault line right under our under, house. <laughs> it, it starts and ends at the front door. It's the Sugimura uh, fault. No, so, <laughs> my fault. <laughs> yeah, it was your fault, you little exactly. mother. Uh so so mom's comes home and she's upset and yeah. you start breaking stuff. Yeah. Okay. I got grounded. But, but so there was instances where she was like, uh, what are you doing with this? You're not doing yeah. with that. No, she, I mean, there was definitely times where, you know, she was, you know, I guess you, if you want to call it proud, you know, it's like, um, when we were featured on, uh, Return of the DJ, mm-hmm. you know, um, I actually had a physical something I can be like, hey, look, I'm on this, you know? And then, uh, we started getting published, you know, like we were in magazine interviews, you know, on the radio. You know, and then, you know, she started seeing... This is as the Beat Junkies now? Yeah, now it's... Okay. Yeah, now we're as the Beat Junkies. And, you know, like, our pictures are in magazines and, you know, um, people are looking up to us. And, you know, some of her friends have kids who started DJing. And my little brother has friends, you know, who are trying to be DJs. And they keep hearing, oh, that's, you know, DJ Havoc's brother. And, you know, she keeps hearing this name. And she's like, what the hell is a DJ Havoc? I'm like, oh, that's me. You know, she's like, oh, yeah, I was over at so-and-so's house, so-and-so's house, and her son was saying, you know, that, that you and your friends are really good and this and that. I was like, oh, yeah, cool, yeah. right on. And she's like, yeah, so you're this DJ Havoc guy. And she goes, you know you spelled it wrong, right? <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so, uh, the, the, so the beat junkies are doing really good. Mm-hmm. Everything's coming. When does Sulu Zulu started, um, it was, I think, or maybe, honestly, I don't know the exact, maybe 95, 96, um, Prince Whipper Whip of the Fantastic Five, um, he used to live out here in LA. And, uh, you know, I was always there. I was like, yo, Whip, you know, how you gonna, you know, when you gonna let me get down with Zulu? You know, he's like, yeah, 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 definitely. Let, you know, we'll do this, do that, and, you know, I'll get you down, I'll get you down. Then he moved to Detroit. Mm-hmm. I was like, ah, oh, man, this guy. All right, whatever. So, you know, much respect to my man with. But it was something that you were inspired I've to. I've always, you know, I mean, one, just like everybody else in the world, I think, you know, I heard, I heard Zulu through hip hop. Right. You know, um, Soul Sonic Force, you know, Planet Rock. Of course, later on, Tribe Called Quest, mm-hmm. Jungle Brothers. You know, everybody makes reference to Zulu. Um, and then, you know, I just, I, I looked for it. I was like, all right, you know, what's this Zulu stuff? You know, and I, I mean, even it was, it was ma- a little bit mainstream still, you know, cause I mean, you can go to, I remember you can go to the hip hop shop over off Melrose, you know, the one that Hex ran back in those days. And uh, I remember there was a, 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 like a tree, like, you know, just a necklace tree and they had Zulu beads hanging that you can buy for like five bucks. Yeah. I was like, really? That's all it takes? But, you know, after learning more in uh, 2000, when I lived up north, uh, my boy Mecca 
got approached by Alien Nest to start a crew, you know, to restart a crew called the Mighty Zulu Kings. And like, uh, you know, Ness had a lot of faith in my boy Mecca. And he was like, yo, you know, do you have other people that you feel, sh- you know, would be down? And, uh, you know, he, my boy Mecca said, oh, yeah, definitely. You know, my man Havoc. So Ness came down, you know, to San Jose. You know, he had medallions for all these people that he wanted to put down with MZK. And one of them was me. And being that, you know, I've always heard about Zulu. I was so like. I was questioning, you know, I was like, I was like, I'm not, I mean, I literally walked around this event because, you know, we were DJing, you know, he, my boy Mecca throws events and, you know, I was DJing and I literally walked around that place just holding the medallion, looking at it like, I don't deserve to wear this, you know, I'm, I'm nobody, I don't, I haven't done anything to, to earn this right, you know, and then. <laughs> And then, like, my boy Mecca was talking to me. He's like, dude, he's all, if anybody does, you do. You know, it's like, you, you know, look what you've done with, you know, the B junkies and, you know, you've, you know, helped us out over here in San Jose, you know, helping with events and everything, you know, cause they, the Kenny Mecca, he had a crew called Funk Lab who does a lot of, you know, community stuff. And, you know, so I was like, oh, okay, I guess so. And then I put it on. I was like, man, I still felt like I didn't deserve it, but then, you know, after building with Ness and, you know, everybody else, it's like, okay, I can I can get down with this, you know. And then after that, you know, because MZK was like the hip-hop essence of Zulu. Yeah. And then I was like, <clears throat> after that, I wanted to do more. I was like, this is dope. I love, you know, I love repping, but I want to do more. Let's utilize it. Yeah. So, you know, I that's when I started building with other folks in San Jose. And, you know, I started the Zulu chapter in San Jose. Uh, you know, we're, I, we call ourselves the gateway chapter because in my eyes, we were the, you know, San Jose is the gateway to the Bay Area, mm-hmm. you know, because that's pretty much if you're coming from the south, the first city into, you know, what is basically the Bay Area to me was San Jose. So I was like, yeah, that's what I think we should call it. And like, you know, a couple of them were like, yeah, that's dope. Let's do that. So we stuck with that name. And that's when I really started getting down with Zulu and, you know, helping out in the, you know, we did community events, you know, we did brown bags, you know, for the homeless. We would put like apples and, you know, um, toothpaste, toothbrush, mm. water, deodorant, you know, uh, what is uh like wet wipes, you mm-hmm. know, so they can kind of clean themselves and stuff and, you know, stuff like that. And we would go down to the park where a lot of the homeless people are and we would pass these things out. Um, we would do like town hall meetings, you know, to help the scene grow, you know, cause a lot of, there was a lot of different organizations, but a lot of them didn't want to work with each other. So we kind of connected everybody together. So we had college radio people helping out community people and vice versa. Oh, under the Sulu banner. No, no, it wasn't about Zulu. It was just about but bringing the community, bringing the community together. Right, yeah. Right. So what about now? What what how, what is your involvement in Sulu or, or in what does it mean to you? Um now, you know, it's a lot has changed for me. Um I still love Zulu. Um I respect them. I do what I can. I'll always rep it. Um but unfortunately for me, life happens, you know. I got to, you know, I don't have as much time as I did before to do these, you know, to help out. You know, I still do what I can. Yeah. You know, I, I've always, you know, I'll always do that. Um, 
And no one's going to deny you paid your dues. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, you know, I, I was lucky enough, you know, to become, you know, in Zulu, they have, you know, their statuses. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was lucky enough to become, you know, they blessed me with becoming a Zulu king, which is, you know, you are someone who basically paid your dues. You know, you live the beliefs, you know, you follow the beliefs that you believe in, not the beliefs that they want you to believe in, mm. you know, because there's a lot of there's a lot of misguided people who think, oh, yeah, Zulu is this and that, you know, they they believe that, you know, you have to do exactly what Zulu tells you. No, that's not true. If you do do that in the mind of Zulus, you're not a Zulu. You become, you know, you're just a regular sheeple like everybody else who just follows whatever they're told. And isn't that why you were asked to join anyways? Because you had your own belief, you did your own thing, you you yeah. kind of you were that individual individual enough for them to you for you to for them to want you to be involved with them to better the Zulu nation, right? They want. I mean, see, that's the thing. Okay, so a lot of people always think that zulu is hip-hop right you know i mean yeah it is you know depending who you talk to a lot of people that Mm -hmm. i feel i don't want to say they they have it wrong but really they do because when when you talk to them not zulus but just regular you know like other people you know they always say oh yeah you got to be hip-hop to be in zulu oh you know zulu this hip-hop hip-hop it's like no zulu is you know it's all about knowledge of self You know, it's about self-help. You know, I mean, Zulu is always about, you know, it takes ideologies from different religions, you know, different cultures, different everything. You know, they're real big on each one, teach one. Yeah. You know, or as my man Ness would say, each one teach many, Mm. you know. Um, But, you know, you read a lot and you learn about different cultures and you respect that culture and then you start questioning things about your own and you're like oh let me study up on this you know i mean i was i was sitting with bambata and you know a couple other of the elders and you know i was telling them you know how the europe i think it was like um how queen the queen was enslaved in her own in hawaii the queen was enslaved in her own castle mm-hmm. and basically they you know they outlawed hula dancing because they thought it was too provocative you know and, like, Bam didn't know about that. You know, Bam and, you know, some of the other Zulu kings are like, oh, what? You know? And I was like, yeah. You know, they, they even try to stop them from speaking the Hawaiian language. And they're like, what? They're like, this is an actual Hawaiian language? I was like, heck, yeah. And then, like, this, you know, this other kid was like, nah, there, there's no, you know, there's no Hawaiian language. I'm like, dude, there is. I'm like, you know, I mean, simple words that people know. Aloha. That's Hawaiian. You know, I mean, Christmas time comes around. You know, I think a lot of people here on the radio, there's, you know, the song Meli Kaliki Maka. Mm. You know, that's Hawaiian. Mahalo. Mahalo. Yeah. Yeah, You know, that's all Hawaiian words. You know, so how can you say there's not a Hawaiian language? Right. You know, it's just just like a lot of other ethnicities and cultures. It's so mixed now that there's not very many pure blooded Hawaiians. And the ones that are pure pure blooded a lot of them are i i don't want to say a lot but there are quite a bit that are really really angry at 
mainlanders and people who aren't of the Hawaiian culture, mm. aren't Hawaiians, mm-hmm. you know, because basically their whole land got taken over. And by, now by tourism. Yeah, right, by, by but, tourism but, I mean, and modern, bo- modern age now, it's like Hawaiians look like a, a vacation destination. Right. And these people live there. Yeah. Like, I, I live here, motherfucker. And you're coming in here and I can see why that would anger someone. Like, yeah. if, if you're putting into this land, you got roots here, you're taking mm-hmm. your kids to school. And then, ah, uh, this douchebag comes in for two weeks with his kids and flip flops. It kind of upsets you that, oh, he, oh, it's so beautiful here. So, and then he going back to Michigan or wherever he's going. Yeah. Like, he, that realist, real appreciation for the land. But see, it's not there. even, it's not even just that. You know, I mean, you, they're, they're even mad at people who, like you said, they live there. They take their kids to school. They, you know, I guess put money into the, you know, the land. The local, yeah. But they're not Hawaiian. So They're just, not Hawaiian yeah. ethnicity. They're, mm. I guess you can say, I'm oh, oh, I'm Hawaiian, just like you say you're a Californian. Yeah. They're not actually a Hawaiian blood. Right. They're just a Hawaiian location. Right. And if the Hawaiians, the full-blooded Hawaiians with the blood, they don't like that because they're like, you know, they're, they're mad because they're like, hey, how come they get a house and we're living on the back ocean, you know, in a tent, you know? So it's kind of, it's like, you know, it's, they're mad about that and yeah. i would be too yeah you know so okay uh so again uh, we're, we're we're focusing on uh, uh the sulu is more than hip-hop it's mm-hmm. it's uh, strongly involved but it like it's it, it really is involvement of yourself into yes. the community and mm-hmm. the people that surround you and yep. your and all that stuff so uh are you saying uh are you still do you still very much believe that is it something that it's yeah a, yeah yeah no totally um I owe a lot. I feel a lot to Zulu, you know, because I mean, like I said, I wasn't a very studious kid. Mm-hmm. I I didn't want to read. I didn't want to do any of that. And just being around the type of people that Zulu brings in got me to want, you know, I was like, oh, OK, that's kind of cool. You know, I mean, I, I, I read a lot now, but I don't read the stuff that they tried to push on you, you know, like when you were in school and stuff, yeah. right, bro. you know, um. You know, because unfortunately, you know, I think, you know, now is the age where they, a lot of people are out there to give information out. You know, I mean, the schools, you know, we were talking earlier out front in the office, you know, schools have a tendency to teach you things that they want you to believe. You know, uh, Christopher Columbus discovered America. He was a great guy. No, he wasn't. <laughs> you know, Dude, we were literally just talking about that in the in the in the first one. And like I said, like, oh yeah, Christopher Columbus. Oh, happy to take a wrong turn trying to get yeah, India. Right? Did he tell you that he burned all the other all the other boats so that no one could leave? Yeah. And then he slaughtered and like right, like they don't tell you those tortured things. Native American. You know, they, like really, really was a horrible man. Yep, exactly. Who first of all got lost. Don't forget that. Yep. He got lost. In, 19, in 1492, Christopher Columbus, like, no, no, no. He got lost. Yeah. He didn't know where he was. He discovered a land where people already lived. Yep. So it, it, there's all these things at school. Doesn't really want you to ask too many questions about anyway. Yeah. Right? And then most of the time they're telling you they're not lies. They're just not the truth. They're not the complete they're truth. They're colored in lightly. Right. Yeah. But you're a kid. Yeah. You know, she doesn't have any business. But even, you know, it, it, it's like this. I mean, you know, this is really extreme, but it's 
this is the way I, I, you know, even back then, I didn't know too much, but I was like, why, you know, the only reason I celebrated Columbus Day was because I had the day off of school. <laughs> you know, I was like, cool, yeah, heck yeah, yeah. Let's do it. But, you know, it's like, you know, I mean, the dude killed a lot of Native Americans. Yeah. Hitler killed a lot of a Native, or, you know, a lot of Jews. Well, how come Hitler doesn't have his own day? Mm. Not mm. saying he deserves one, but I'm saying Columbus doesn't deserve one. <laughs> and and if you really want to get technical, right? The 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 Nazis did some did some things, dude. They discovered certain mechanisms, mm-hmm. dude. Our whole NASA program is based Adam. or thought of or created from, from by Germans. old Nazi scientists. Yep. After the war, we went over there and we said, "Hey." You come work for us or you pretty much spend the rest of your life in jail. Yep. So, of course, they came over here and became millionaires, super rich. We pardoned them. And then, th- th- dude, our whole NASA program is based off of that. So, he kind of did contribute, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, <laughs> his economics was said to be I'm pretty good. Saying. Like, he, dude, there was like no crime in nah. Nazi Germany. Dude, it, I mean, he kind of had to sell. Had he not messed with us, how long would it have taken for us? Would we have ever really done anything? Because if he would have just left the U.S. and Japan not hit us, dude, it could have taken another 10, 20 years before we said, all right, this guy's getting a little weary, you know? Yeah, exactly. But, but it was, the, it was the, the Pearl Harbor, right? Okay, now we have to get involved. <laughs> and then it just escalated to, to down the line. But they don't tell you that. No, <laughs> I'm don't. with that. Let's get So I right hear DJ Havoc, I'm with you. With your proposal of giving Hitler his own day. There you go. And I mean, even, you know, even something, <laughs> even, you know, simple is like, you know, uh, wow. you know, my, my, my mom and her family, they were on the camps, you know, in World War II. Yeah. And it, it really annoys me that I, like, just recently, it was maybe a month ago or so, um, there was like a photographer or something and he took pictures of the camps and like all these Japanese people looked, oh yeah, you know, they're happy. They're playing baseball. You know, hell, what? What, where'd you get this information from that they were happy there? Yeah. You know? They were Americans. It's like, what do you guys do? They were American citizens who yep. were put in concentration camps, basically. Mm-hmm. They, dude, so what they, what they were like, okay, anyone that's Japanese right now uh, is a danger. Yeah. Regardless whether you were born here or not, you're all going to have to move to, a, to camps. We're going to take you out of the house that you own, all your belongings that you own. Yeah. They're the, no longer yours. The U.S. did this during World War II. Yep. Do a lot of people know this? No. Is it talked about? No. Absolutely not. And I mean, even like, you know, I would talk to my grandmother, you know, she, you know, she passed away, but like I, she would tell me stories like, you know, they, you know, the, um, the barracks, I guess, housing, whatever yeah, you want to call yeah. it that they lived in, you know, of course it was shoddy. Yeah. So there was cracks and like the cold weather would come in and all this stuff. And like, you know, their, their feet would crack because of the dry weather and, you know, they wouldn't always give them first aid kits. Right. Uh, my grandmother was a seamstress by trade. So what she would do was actually sewed the cracks together mm-hmm. with a needle and a thread to stop it from bleeding. Yeah. You know, because yeah. they wouldn't give, you know, they wouldn't give them anything else. Yeah. So she told me she used to, she used to have to do that just to. Make sure it didn't get infected and it would stop bleeding. That's why it's important to have organizations like Sulu that encourage 
knowledge mm -hmm. of self of your culture of your surroundings and together if you do that like each one teach one each one teach many yep. if, if you able to do that and pass that that the pass the idea of knowledge down you're going to have an educated populace mm -hmm. which is the opposite of what we have now right now they don't want you to be smart being that's why going to college costs so much because they're like, okay, let's only the people that can afford it go because those are the people we want to kind of know kind of more than the average person, right? Yep. So it, it, these, these like self stand, standalone cultures like Sulu and all these other uh, people that are really like, hey, no, learn, be more than what they want you to do, be smarter than what they want you to be. You know, all that, it's important. That, see, that, that's where a lot of people get things wrong, like Havoc was saying is, you know, each one teach one. It, it's it's Zulu is is an organization that wants you to teach your youth how to plant corn because you may need it later. How yep. to build a house because you may need it later. How to do things on your own in case there is ever some type of situation that happens here you know how to survive electricity shortage you know stuff to that nature yeah but what a lot of people get wrong is like havoc said we're not a hip-hop organization what people got to understand is we use hip-hop as a tool to teach you yep mm -hmm. what you need to know mm -hmm. and the 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 crazy thing is is that people will listen when you involve something that is creative, like hip hop, like you, you know, you you making beats, you know, all of that stuff you can put into making stuff, you know, like you me honestly when I when I do stuff here around the shop I'm building I have hip hop on why because it keeps me going and 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 honestly. If I'm here by myself, I've been making beats with the damn hammer as I'm hammering stuff together. Doom, 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 doom. You know what I'm saying? And it's like that. It works into my everyday life. You know what helps me get creative when I'm doing all the graphic design here? I'm listening to music. I think hip hop is the perfect kind of like vehicle because a lot of hip hop culture or the hip hop nature is very very useful to the sulu because it's it's the, that of like open mindedness first of all right mm -hmm. like it's a culture that invites blacks whites asians as long as you have the skills this is truly a no color line it disappears it's such a beautiful hip hop is such a beautiful culture by itself that it, dude i don't care what color you are can you spit good your that color is gone now cuz you can spit or can you dj yes you're, dude, let's do this. You're Asian. It doesn't matter. Let's go. Yep. You're good. You have this, this bonding agent, right? That teaches nobility, teaches open mindedness. It teaches helping one another. Dude, I need help with the, let's go fucking load up the crates, bro. I'll give you a hand. <laughs> you need help painting. I'll help you. Like it builds this, this and, comfort with other humans that we need to survive. And unfortunately, there are still people who just don't know what a Zulu member is. Right. Because Havoc is Hawaiian and Japanese. I am Mexican and Spaniard. Yeah. And it's unfortunate when you have even older cats saying, why are you part of a black organization? Yeah. 
And I said, really? What, what black organization is that? The Zulu. Isn't Zulu part of Africa? Isn't, you know, <laughs> yeah. who, who is, you know, you know, oh, you're, you're, you know, you, you know, all these names they call, you know, you, you Zulu this or a spear checker, you mm-hmm. know, because he was part of the Zulu tribe, yeah. you know, this or that. And, and it's sad, dude. It's, it's really sad because I think as a Zulu member, um, it, it's, it's like I shouldn't have to, to explain to you why I'm a Zulu member, I should have to explain to you why I just helped that guy learn something or do something that will help him in his life. Cause like, like, like they say, you know, um, peace to Elianess, you know, each one teach many, you know, stuff to that nature is what's overlooked when you're talking about Zulu, you know, and, and it always goes to a race thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, Oh, you're a Zulu member? Oh, you're hip hop? Oh, okay. So, you know, and, and, and it, it, it's not a fad. Or, and, and, and sadly, a lot of people want to come to Zulu for the fame. Is that stamp, the right stamp of approval? There, I would say not just that, but the, Oh, you're from Zulu. Oh, dang. Yeah. Me? I'm like, yeah, I'm from Zulu. Cool. Oh, well. What happens if you get kicked out of Zulu? I'm still going to be doing the same thing I was doing as a non-Zulu member before I was even recognized. Mm -hmm. You know, because I have five kids, six. And ain't nobody going to teach my kids but me. Mm -hmm. Who am I going to rely on? The school system? Mm -hmm. No. Because it's sad. I think, I mean, one thing too is, you know, not just with Zulu, but like with hip hop in general. Um there is still a bit of racism in hip hop. You know, I, I do believe that. I don't believe there's a little, I believe there's still a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I know, you know, we were talking the other day and, uh, you said like Ab Rude listens to the show and, uh, one of my, you know, not saying that Ab's racist at all, but, uh, one of my things, (laughs) you know, uh, me and my boy chops, and I don't know if Ab remembers this, but, uh, we DJed at project Blowed, And, uh, this was like when project Blowed first may, I guess first started up, um, you know, that, you know, I met Jay Smoove, who I still keep in touch with a lot. Ab, you know, was definitely one of the first people I met. Real cool. Uh, AC alone. Um, but there was a lot of racist, not a lot. I, I don't want to say a lot. There were racist people at Bloat. Mm-hmm. You know, they were doubting that, you know, these two Japanese Asian kids, you know, what are these guys going to do here? This is Project Bloat, middle of Lemert Park. This is the, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, you know, they had all this and that and another to say. And uh, we're, you know, there was a freestyle session going on, you know, just like a whole session. And, you know, this is when the Project Bloat LP came out. And I had the Project Bloat LP and I was, you know, I started scratching that Project Bloat, what's the code? And, you know, I remember Ab just freaking lost his mind. He's like, yeah, you know, give me high fives. And like, like the dude who was talking all this smack before, you know, he was like, damn, you got skills, bro. He's like, well, big ups, you know, yeah. and it was like it just changed this whole perspective. You know, it's like, OK, so maybe you're not just this Asian guy. You know, mm. you're you're dope, you know. So all of a sudden I from be- becoming this Asian guy, which I, hey, I don't have, I am. I have pride in that, you know, to become this guy. He's like, oh, yo, that was fresh. You're dope, bro. Thank you. I was like, oh, cool. Thank you. Like I said, it, it's it's a, it's a it's such a beautiful culture because it allows you to 
regardless of what you look like, mm-hmm. right? Be automatically earn the respect of anybody else and everybody, everybody in the room at the one time. Once you get behind the tables, once yep. you get behind the mic, once you have the cat in your hand, once you start doing the flare, you start doing things correctly, and where people look like, damn, you you're forgotten who you are. Yeah. At least that's the way it should be. It's the power because of music. that's the essence of it. I think you know an, another thing for me, like I, I'm not saying don't be a fan of hip hop or rappers or anything like that. I think that's one of my things is I'm. I, I I don't feel that I'm a fan of any of these people. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be a fan. I'm not a fan. I think of you, you know, I think of them as my peers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I, the only person I can honestly say I, I geeked out on was like when I met Grand Wizard Theodore and Qbert. Mm. This is when Qbert first won DMC. You know, so I was like, oh, crap, that's Qbert, da-da-da. And, you know, he was crashed out on Rip Maddox's floor, you know. And, like, I was just like, damn, I don't even know. Do I call you Rich? Do I call you Q? Do I call you Mr. Q? Bert? Mr. Bert? <laughs> I was like, ah, shoot, I don't know what to call you. Yeah. You know, he's like, ah, just call me Rich. Yeah. You know, and after, as soon as he said that, I was like, ah, oh, so this guy's just a regular dude. Yeah. You know, even when I first met Grand Wizard Theodore, I was like, I was speechless. You know, I was like. Dude, you created us. You know, it's because of you what we do now. It's like, wow. You know, but after that, I was like, okay, you know, after these two guys were this down. You know, why Why would I? Why, I'm not a fan of any of these big names anymore. You yeah. know, we're all people. You know, we're all equal. You know, just because you have a song out that people like, that's, you know, you're not better than me. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, you know, I mean, I'm going to I'll throw it out there. You know, I mean, I know people are going to hate me for the rest of my life when I say this and people are going to be like, what the hell? You know, but Wu-Tang Clan, I'm not a fan of Wu-Tang Clan. Mm -hmm. I never I had I like their first album and that's it. Mm -hmm. Um, I I DJ the uh, me and Dibs did sound for uh, the Hip Hop Chess Federation. And uh, I was the rocker. Rocker runs there, right? Yeah. Uh, well, he's, no. He's, oh, part he's part of, of it. it. Oh, he's part yeah, of it. Yeah, okay, but uh, my boy, Adi, one, Adisa, Adisa there you uh, go. He, he runs it. Okay. Um, and they had this thing over here in OC, and Dips and I did sound. And, uh, uh, you know, one of the Wu-Tang guys Rizzo. was there. Well, yeah, Rizzo was there, but um, shit, there was another person. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, Jizzle. No, what's his name? Um, Capadonna. Capadonna? Was it Capadonna? I, I think Spectre so. Spectre Deck. No, but, I think it was uh, Capadonna. Capadonna. But uh, the other dude from, from that <laughs> biker show was but, there. Yeah. But no, like Capadonna was like, you know, I was playing music and he's like, yo, you're dope, brother. He's like, hey, uh, you got any Capadonna instrumentals? I was like, nah. You didn't know who that was. <laughs> <laughs> yo, hey. Oh, hey, hey, hey. He looked at him like, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. He, I didn't even know this. I was like, yeah, nah. He's like, eh, it's not my shit. Like, Oh, okay. Fine. Yeah, I'm like, like damn. <laughs> wow. I'm like, and then later on, like, I saw like a video with him. I was and like, you're like, oh, I was like, oh, 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 oops. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh my dude, I love that story, dog. I love that story. But I respect, you know, I mean, just because I don't like, you know, I'm not a fan of their music, doesn't yeah. mean I don't respect them. I right. totally respect what they've done. Yeah. You know, I'm just their their style is not my cup. Yeah. You know, it's it just like it is what it is. You yeah. know, every you know, that's one of the problems today with hip hop. I, I I truly believe this is people dislike you when you have an opinion. 
Uh, hey, you know, don't get them started. Oh, here we go. Oh, here so we go. You're preaching the choir, bro. Yes. You know? yeah. but, but you know what the beauty part is, is that people that do that aren't worth your attention to them. Yeah. Because anyone that really, anyone that dislikes you because you don't think the same way they do, that's 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 what ignorance mm-hmm. is. Yep. That's the definition of ignorance. And dog, I don't have time for your ignorance. Mm-hmm. I, I'm busy, bro. Trust me. So when when that happened, and I won't talk about it. But when it happened to me, it was really dismissed. Yeah. I was pissed for like a day because I was like, man, it shouldn't be this way. I should be able to. And then when I realized, oh fuck him, he does. He's no one. Yeah. He's no one. He's gonna be brushed off and i'm gonna have way more things to do in the future involving more this and, and it, so it just came a dismissal thing now yeah. because like you know. i i got into this real heated conversation with somebody um over i'm not even going to mention names and i'm not going to mention who i need names is, but uh we got into this debate about producers yeah and i'm not like i said i'm not going to mention names but he thought he thought this one producer was like the greatest in the world and everything changed when he was the producer and when he was doing this and okay, that. Okay, but tell him who, who that producer was. <laughs> but I'm not going to say nothing. No, no, no. Tell him who, who, oh, who the producer you guys were talking about was. Was. Oh. Who he, well, who he who, was. No, who, who you guys were talking Weren't oh, you guys talking about the DJ names. Premier? <gasps> but... No, 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 no. So, it wasn't Premier. <laughs> First no, Wu-Tang, then Premier. No, 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 no. I love Premier. I know, trust Premier's me. I, number wait, one to me. I had Cordyceps sit here. He's a, he's, a, he's a producer. Yeah. And he, he goes, dude, I don't think that Jay Dilla was that dope. And everyone was like, how dare you? Jay? And, and to me, I was like, dog, he, that's what he, as a producer, he's like, I don't think he was that good. I, I don't think Jay-Z is that great. I say it's like, oh my God, Jay Z, are you kidding me? I'm like, no, he's not that good, no, bro. He's not. I agree he, with you. He's not that great of a, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's not nowhere near to be like the the best rapper ever to have a living. Get the fuck out of here with nope. you. are joking. No. Nope. You, you have to be kidding me. Maybe to the layman. Maybe to that, because you see him a lot or whatever. But Jay Z is not that big. But I respect someone that go, that's willing to say, because you know what that means. There's a lot of, con- not this controversy, but very unpopular for you to think that way mm-hmm. right yep. but you still need to express yourself if that's just your opinion and people get crazy on you when you don't you know you're like so what? you oh. you you said this certain producer was you in your opinion wasn't as as good as people made him out to be yes okay mm-hmm. and then what happened and you know he just i mean literally like he almost got up and socked yeah, me yeah dude i was like yo <laughs> I'm like, yo, you gotta calm down, bro. Yeah. We're just talking here, yeah. you know, because we're, we're really friends. We yeah. are friends, yeah. but he just, he, he got so heated. He's like, got up. He's like, all oh, trying to get yoked up. He's like, what? Yeah. what? I'm like, yo, hey, yo, calm down, man. You know, so yeah, yeah. It, 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 that's but that, that's how that, that's how passionate it becomes. Yeah, that's how and it, that's how passionate it should be. Of course, that line should never be crossed. Yep. Because first, it's not you, bro. Mm-hmm. And he's not gonna come and give you a beat for free because you defended him. So come fuck that. <laughs> I know, right? Exactly. I just relax. That's what I tell people. I remind him, like, hey, you know, Jay Z is not gonna give you a verse, right? Right. Exactly. Okay. So calm the fuck down. Man. Right? He doesn't know you. He doesn't care about you. What Trust was me. It? Uh, original flavor. That's when I like Jay Z. When he was in original flavor. Oh, the <laughs> the the Hawaiian shirts and all that shit. I'm with that. I mean, the buck teeth. Maybe After that, the- never again. I, I yeah. <laughs> Shut up. So let, let's do this. Let, let's 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 close let's close the show. What's up? Because this show was um we we have segments, but I think 
that this show went into a natural conversation. Yep. So it's a special one. It's a special one. I'm with it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do. Maybe we can do another one with the, with the twelve rounds and all stuff later. But I want to know. Yep. What uh, final words would you have for upcoming DJs now? Like, what would your experiences? What have they taught you that you'd be able to relate to them? Do you just be you? You know, don't don't try to to be other people. You know, um, don't don't try to be Cubert. Don't you know? Don't you know? Don't try to be critique DJ critique. He's friggin' off the hook. Don't try to be D styles. Don't try to be mellow. Don't try to be Babu. Don't try to be whoever. You know, just do you. You know, don't don't worry about. Oh, I gotta learn all these new scratches. I gotta do all this. I gotta do all that. You know, just do what feels good and be on beat, you know, because that's a big thing for me. You know, I mean, you know, these dudes, crazy scratchers, you know, they dope as heck, but a lot of them will just go off beat and that hurts Mm -hmm. my ears. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, (laughs) it's it's like, hey, you left the beat behind. You know that, right? (laughs) It's over there. You're on this side. So (laughs) kind of meet in the center. Right. You know, so, you know, that's that's the thing for me. And and like I said earlier, I really believe that if you're going to start DJing, start with vinyl. Um, not, I, I don't you don't necessarily have to start on turntables mm-hmm. per se, um, but go with vinyl. Pick vinyl up, listen to it, look for it read it feel it you know because it's just something you know go with your friends and get that camaraderie and you know it'll djing and the music will mean more to you Mm. you know because you have that experience that goes along with it build those relationships exactly build those experiences you know memories it's it's all about you know that's one of the things it's memorial it's the memories that go along and it's something that sticks with you, you know, because I mean, I've always, you know, I always talk about, you know, the days where, you know, me and a bunch of my friends went record shopping and like I was digging in one row, he was digging in another and I I was, he was done with his row, he skipped over me and he went to the next one and he found a record that I've been looking for for like years and it's like I was almost done with my role. I was like, yeah. man, that should be mine. Yeah. I'm like, you skipped this role. You were supposed to go to this role. And I was I'm like, ah. So he saw you. and he copped it. Yeah. Uh. I was like, oh, man, that's messed up. <laughs> hey, you know, you know, it's just the, the memories and the stories. And it, like I said, it just means that much more. Yeah. You know, it's cool to have the MP3s now. But, you know, there's no there's no life story behind, you know. You're not, yeah, yeah I, I downloaded it from a BitTorrent. End of story. Yeah. Wow, that was climactic, my bro. My finger was got dusty. <laughs> I was digging in crates. Right. I this was my this was my grandmother's. She felt like it, there's that, and it it attaches you more mm-hmm. to the tables, to the exactly. music, to the culture. Yeah, dude, you're a fountain of knowledge, bro. Thank you for thank you for coming Is that down, subliminal man. for being old. <laughs> You're like, yo, you're a fountain you're very, of knowledge. You're very wise beyond your many years. No, uh, <laughs> no, like I said, dude, Asian, don't be Asian. Yep. So you're good. For now. <laughs> For until, until like you hit like 16, you yeah, completely Exactly. No, See, no, no, no. But I always say that. I but even then, that. though, you'll have your candy. You'll just be like. Yep. 
exactly exactly uh dude thank you for for stopping by thank you for talking with us no thank doubt. you for uh we finally made it happen uh i think we're gonna do some damage in the future bro Word. Like, if you'll have me, man, I'll, I'll, I'll help you carry your, just, I want to meet, I, I do, I'm all about the memories. Like, I want to, yeah. like, cause you're like, oh, Babu and LQ. And I, to me, I'm like, oh, shit, dude, like, dude, like, I met Babu once, super cool dude, yeah. uh, but I, I've been a huge fan of Babu forever. Already. He's the, f- <laughs> he's one of the funniest <laughs> he's guys. He's an asshole. He's the and worst. He, no, see, the, that's the thing with, you know, I mean, I know the interview's over, but, you know, it's, <laughs> He's just funny. Yeah, he's, a he's funny naturally dude. funny, and he doesn't try to be, and he just makes me laugh. Just All right, so you gotta come back every so often and give us like a story. I want to hear right. a story of someone that went down. Word. All right, definitely. All right. So for uh, King's Corner, for my girls here that are waiting woo, for me. Woo. Still. Yes, Jamie. For my eldest Jamie and my youngest Julia, my wife Jamie. What? And Jamie will be featured on our 100 episode. Oh, what? She, she wants to be. She wants to be here for 100 episodes. For di- uh, for dips, our co diggity dips co-host of the night. Thank you for uh uh, uh having us again and maintaining this beautiful relationship we've been building. We hey. are on our our we are 10 away from 100 as of this episode. Nice. Yeah, we are we, we want to do some big some special for the 100 episode wake the flock up Oof. so stick around and and, and and pay close attention because i want everybody that's ever been involved to be there to help me celebrate i know it's gonna be impossible because master ace lives in new york and our you know but we'll make it pop right because we don't represent out west we signify work i like that all day four uh, DJ Havoc for DJ Dips hey, hey. for King's Corner for Sh- for Mighty Sulu Kings for real hip hop everywhere. This is Concept Seven One Four asking you, demanding that you help us wake the flock up. Wake the fuck up.